Welcome to the podcast on Sources of the Reign of Robert I and the Anglo-Scottish Wars of Independence, a podcast produced by the Arts and Humanities Research Council-funded project, The Community of the Realm in Scotland, 1249-1424, History, Law and Charters in a Recreated Kingdom. The project team is made up of historians from the Universities of Edinburgh, Glasgow and King's College London, and is recorded in the King's online studio at King's College London. Each week we take one of the important sources from or around the reign of Robert Bruce, King of Scots from 1306 to 1329, and explain what it is, how it survives, and why it matters. So I'm Dovid Brune from the University of Glasgow, and this week John Reuben Davis, also from the University of Glasgow, will be taking us through the absolution of Robert I. So, John, to begin with, uh, could you tell us what is this source? Well, David, what we're dealing with is letters of absolution issued in the name of a cardinal called Berengar Fredoli. He was cardinal priest of Saints Nereus and Achilleus, and he was the prefect of the Apostolic Penitentiary, the office of the tribunal, the papal curia, which dealt with the absolution of sentences of excommunication. And in this case, the cardinal was exercising the tribunal's special authority to absolve a sentence of excommunication. In the canon law of the Catholic Church, excommunication was the severest penalty, and it deprived the subject of participation in the sacramental life of the Church. Uh, For example, in particular, it meant that the excommunicated person couldn't receive the sacrament of the body and blood of Christ in Holy Communion. And here, these letters are being issued for the absolution of Robert Bruce. So before we delve into more detail about what it says and its potential significance, uh, could you say something about how this survives? Well, the text survives, that is, a copy of the original letter, In a manuscript in Dublin at Trinity College, it's manuscript 498, and it's a paper manuscript created in the mid-15th century, its main contents being John of Forden's Chronica Gentis Scotorum and other historical materials, including the text of the Absolution and uh, A Life of St. Serf. And this manuscript was used by Walter Bauer as the basis of Scotichronicon, which also includes a text of the absolution. Thank you very much. Um, So now, uh, if we focus on the text uh, a bit more, is there any particular items about what it says, particular detail about what it says, and why does the document matter? Yes, so what's happening is, in this letter, Cardinal Berengar is giving authority to the most senior local clergyman in the Glasgow area to absolve Robert Bruce from the sentence of excommunication. So he's writing, in this case, to the abbot of the monastery of Paisley in the Diocese of Glasgow. Paisley is a a very large Cluniac monastery uh, of the Benedictine order. And what the letter does is give a little account of the nature of of what's going on. So 
it tells us that there'd been a petition on behalf of Robert Bruce, which it describes as just a layman of the diocese, uh, the Diocese of Glasgow, a layman from Carrick, and it states that some time ago, persuaded by the devil and with certain of his own accomplices, Bruce had killed the knights John and Robert Cummin in the church of the Friars Minor at Dumfries. But because of the wars that were going on at the time, uh, Bruce hadn't been able to approach the Apostolic See or even his own diocesan bishop or the bishop's deputy and so hadn't been able to make a petition for absolution. So the cardinal gives authority to the abbot of Paisley to absolve Robert and his accomplices um, of the crime of killing John and Robert Cummin on condition that confession is heard and appropriate penance given. Thank you very much. The people may not have uh, heard of this uh, of this document, so um, it would be useful just to think about why it matters. We need to think about it uh, if we want to understand uh, the reign of Robert I. Well, I suppose, first of all, we should note that the date of this document is the 23rd of July, 1310. Now, there's a little bit of controversy about the exact dating, but for the moment we'll, we'll stick with that date. That's a matter for another occasion, perhaps. But at this point, Bruce had still not been recognised as King of Scots by the Apostolic See, by the Popes, which was the preeminent, the Pope was the preeminent international authority in, in the Latin West. Um, if you wanted to be king, really you, you had to be recognised by, by the Pope. And Bruce had been enthroned and inaugurated as king in 1306, not long after the execution of of William Wallace and the uh, subsequent murder of John and Robert Cummins. So any, uh, as it were, other uh, obstacles in the way had been removed. But you'll note from this absolution that Robert is described merely as a layman uh, in the Diocese of Glasgow. So there doesn't appear to be any recognition of his status as king. Now the date's significant because in 1308, a couple of years before this, Pope Clement V had issued a bull calling a council of the church at Vienne uh, and so the clergy of Scotland had then made a petition to the Pope to recognise Robert Bruce as king, and this council was to take place in 1310. And so we can put this together and suggest that what was going on was that preparations were being made for Bruce to be absolved so that the sentence of excommunication could be lifted and he could be recognised at this Council of the Church in 1310. In the event, uh, the Council didn't take place till a year later. Uh, but I think that is 
probably the context of this absolution. Thank you very much. Yes, I mean, the issue of the date is critical. And as you say, uh, it wouldn't be useful to go into too much detail um, about it. But, but in, a, in a nutshell, we should always remember this is a copy we've got. And so the difficulties that have been can be seen as rather unnecessary because the dating can be resolved quite satisfactorily. Yes. Um, indeed. So uh, finally, if people want to get hold of it at all, is there any way that anybody can, can read it without going to... Trinity College Dublin and looking up the manuscripts. Well, in fact, I've just done a translation of it on the Community of the Realm website in a blog, and there'll be a link to that in the description. So I, I, will, I would direct our listeners to that. Thank you very much. That is excellent news. So if you've liked this podcast, please rate and review it on Podbean or Apple Podcasts, Follow the project on Twitter at COTR2020 and visit our website online at www.cotr.ac.uk.